Joe DeSena here for Spartan Up Podcast. Whether you're watching or listening, we are your grit and resiliency partner. We rip you out of bed, rip you off the couch, and get you going. We come to you at least a couple of times a week, sometimes even every day during the week. Anyway, we've got this guy, Raul Velasquez, in store for you here during this episode. How did I, how did I meet this guy? A lot of people email me. I'm sure they email you. They, they call you. He went one step further. He drove with his crew up to the farm and made my life easier. Didn't distract from what I was doing. Shook my hand, brought his video crew, and we had a blast. And I got to learn his system. Here's his thing. Here's what you're going to learn with this podcast. There's lots of successful people out there. Lots of people, um, you know, burn the candle at both ends. They get ahead, but then they lose their edge. That's where Raul comes in. He comes in. He resharpens the edge. He's got this whole system system around rituals. And um, look, even the sharpest knife gets dulled, right? It's got to be resharpened. So no matter who you are, no matter how successful you are, um, everybody falls down a few notches. Roll comes in and fixes it. Anyway, stay tuned. Uh, if you like this episode and you like what we do here, you could, you could dive in in person. You can go to SpartanXLeadership.com. I'm pretty sure that's how you get there. And, uh, and come meet people like Raul. Come meet folks uh, like Gabby Reese, et cetera. We bring them on stage. You get to shake their hand and not only uh, be passively listening and viewing uh, the, the podcast, but you get to, to meet them face-to-face and learn some things. Anyway, watch this, listen to it. You are going to love it. It's going to, who knows, sharpen your edge. We're on the farm. My buddy Raul Velasquez. Did I say that right? Got it, man. You got it. Most people butcher my last name, but you you passed it. It's like molasses with a V. Like Villa, yeah, yeah, molasses with a V. That's a good one. I want to remember that. So, um, but you drove up four hours. Thanks for coming up to the farm. We're going up that mountain later today. I know. I have my I have a motorcycle in the back, so we can. I'll, no, I'll no, catch no, you no, out no, there. No, no, no. We are running I'll, up. We are running up. I'll that meet mountain. you at the top of the mountain. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, so um, you and I were talking for a few minutes. I just want to give uh, the viewers and and listeners a little preview. Uh, there's some big things that you live your life by? You, you asked me, like, what are the three things that have really created who I am right now, the three things that I've, I've learned in, in, in my life? And I believe that it all comes down to having habits. It all comes down to, like, creating a system for your life because nothing happens by coincidence. It has to be by design. Yeah, I like that. And, you, well, you were, saying, you were saying a hunter. Like, if we go back to a primitive hunter or even a modern-day hunter, right, they don't just uh, spray bullets everywhere. Listen, entrepreneurs, leaders, we're the modern day, modern day gladiators, modern day hunters that we have to start looking at every single day as the hunt. The reason that we have depression, the reason that we have all this man like sedating is because we forgot how to find hunt. We forgot how to go out there and get it. So the one thing that I do every day is prepare my mind, prepare my soul, prepare my body to the kill, prepare myself to go to war. And I live and die by a morning ritual. Like the man that I see right now, I was depressed a decade ago. I was drinking every single day a decade ago. I was, I was sabotaging my business, sabotaging my marriage, sabotaging my body. But a decade ago, I hit rock bottom mentally, and I started really trying to understand how do I reprogram my subconscious mind. And that's when I realized that rituals is what creates who you are. And you came, uh, you grew up in Stanford, Connecticut. I was 11 years old. Uh, my parents migrated here to this country. I don't think I ever told this story publicly. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give go. you the first. I'm gonna give you the go. first because, because Joe is is <laughs> is is who Joe is. I'm gonna give you like the the uh, the the version that very people know. It's like my parents came here 
as immigrants, right? And they came what to year, New York. What year was this? It was like 85, 84, right there in the, like, living in the Bronx, living in Brooklyn, Queens. And they were trying to get us to come over, but they couldn't because their visas expired. They were legal immigrants. So I could just imagine what my How parents... How old were you at this point? I was eight years old. Yeah. And I was without my parents for three years, from eight to 11 years old. And then all of a sudden... They left you, basically, to yeah, try to get set up. Yeah, they, they left to try to get set up, but they couldn't go back because they had to stay back. They couldn't bring us back. So it was like a separation. It, was, it, was, it must have been a... I can just imagine now, because I have kids now, and I can, leave them, I can leave them for a week. Imagine, like, three years, right? I mean, you have kids. You know, like, imagine leaving them for three years. And there was no Facebook. There was no WhatsApp. There was but they letters. Going, they were they sending us letters. on the hunt. Right? They were trying to set things up. They were looking for a better life. They were looking yeah. for better futures. That's, that's why, like for me, I, I believe that if you can make a sacrifice and if you are willing to risk it all, you're going to have, you're going to be able to win. And that's what they did. They, they risked it all. It wasn't a negative. I mean, at that time, you were probably sad as a child, right? You and I could imagine, anybody listening, watching could imagine that, that has children. But, but in retrospect, it probably made you tougher. Well, at the end of the day, I realized that that having that separation made me who I am now because when I came here, I never wanted to be left behind ever again. Right. I'm like, I'm going to do whatever it is that I need to do in order for me to like be able to to be with my parents or be a leader. That's why when I leader. see you, you're always like hugging me and you don't let go. That's right, man. I'm, I'm, I love <laughs> to hug, man. I love <laughs> to hug. <laughs> so they get set up three years? And then we get a call. We get the call and we come into the United States. Were you guys just staring at the phone every day waiting for that call? Well, listen, and, and, it's, and, and I'm writing a book and I'm, I'm in the middle of the book right now and my lawyers are, are looking to see if I could say this now with all this shit that's going on. Yeah. But listen, I don't give a fuck. I'll, I'll tell you right now. Yeah. We had to cross the border. Nice. We had to cross the border. So my brother and I, like at 11 years old, my brother was eight. Now we were so, de- my parents were so desperate that they have to bring their kids over. Right. And you just imagine, man, nowadays, I mean, I, I look at, at what's going on in the movies and everything, it was just like that. And like my book is coming up, I want to share the story in detail. Le- there was life or death, man. It was like we were desperate yeah. to be with our parents again. My parents were desperate. But see, that right there made me realize that I could do anything. Because if I have that drive at that moment, like that's where I know I could do anything. That when I forgot about that is when I started getting depression. When I forgot who I was is when I started getting depressed. I think that's what a lot of, you, you lot of us you, do. You think, forget. You, you think you started to get a little um, too soft? Is that what you're saying? Just get comfortable. You're comfortable. comfortable. At that point, I already, built, I already built a multi-billion dollar company. I already, you know, people were praising me. I already had enough accolades. So that is when you start losing the edge. When you get comfortable and all of a sudden you drop the ball, you forget a hunt. You forget who you are, and now you're starting to believe in everybody else's you shit. You ever see uh, Rocky One? You've seen Rocky One. At for some reason, at a young age, when I saw Rocky One, uh, and then I f- went on to see Rocky Two, um, it amazed me what happened to Rocky. Here he was; he was hungry, like you are when you cross the border, right? I didn't know that story. Thanks for telling us that. But um, and then he got soft. It happens to everybody that 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 gets a little bit of success, a little bit of accolades, like you said, right? You start to lo- learn helplessness almost. And, and, and if it could happen to Rocky, it certainly could happen to us. And here's the reality. We, like this country, the, the stuff that we have right now, we have social media, we have it. So we could do this podcast. It could be all over the world. Yeah. You know, we have so much easy. advantage that it's almost too easy. So much advantage. And it's just, it's crazy how easy it is, but yet we don't do it. Yet we're probably, we're probably not playing hard enough. So that's my morning ritual every single day. Yeah. I take myself from the state of being grateful because I start with gratitude but then I also take myself into the dark place. I also take myself in places where I don't want to go. 
and I find the push and the pull. Like I get, I have a vision that's gonna pull me, but then also need to push myself to think that shit. If I don't get my shit together today, like I may not be able to be here with my kids tomorrow. You don't even know if you're gonna have tomorrow. None yeah. of us do. Listen, I just lost my my father on Thanksgiving, so I know how Sorry death is yeah. is real. Right. So that's what for me. Is every day I'm dying. Right. <laughs> My morning ritual, every day I'm dying and I am reliving. And today is all the day that I have. I, I love this story. Um, it just popped into my head of, of closing your eyes. It was a, somebody that told me the story of somebody. You close your eyes. Maybe it was, a, it was a samurai. They would close their eyes and they would visualize burning everything. Their family, their kids, everything was gone. And it sounds terrible, but, but the methodology was, uh, no, if I start with nothing, now I appreciate everything. Here's a method that I use in my morning ritual is because it happens at the same time. And the morning ritual when my, my wife is taking the kids to school, right? So I visualize gratitude of seeing my kids again and, and kissing my wife one more day. But then once I pass the gratitude, I then visualize myself getting the phone call. Like your kids and your wife got into a car accident. Everything's gone. They didn't make it. Now, every problem that I have in business or every problem that I have right now, no big deal. meaningless. It's meaningless because at that point, I have this pain or not seeing my kids or not seeing my wife again. So everything else is bullshit. Right. And then as that process, as I continue to feel that because I have a method that I feel it physically. And then the fourth aspect is letting go. And then I, f- I feel my wife pulling in and then it's like, okay, shit, it's, she's here. She's all, it's, it's, and nothing, nothing that I imagine happened. Now I could create the reality that I want today. I like that. For me, the kettlebell does that. The kettlebell uh, creates so much pain and suffering that when I finally put it down, it's like, oh, I feel good now. You're a maniac, man. You're a <laughs> maniac, man. I, I, I could do it mentally. You do it physically. <laughs> I do it physically. Um, which then leads to men- the mental side. So the second thing uh, you and I talk about, this idea of, of compartmentalizing your life into 100-day blocks. Yeah, so what happened about five years ago, I started building my next level experience brand, right? But I had a real estate company. And I still have a real estate company. So my partners came, and the first year I lost almost a million dollars in trying to figure out my brand, trying to figure out my message, trying to figure out who I, who I want to work with. So my partner sent me down and said, Raul, listen, all right, we know we, you're passionate about helping people. We know you're passionate about going to the next level. But you can't keep doing this because you're going to end up broke. So I said, fuck it. I'm not going to take a dollar from the real estate company anymore. I'm not done. Like, I'm, I'm going to start from zero. And I remember sitting down and said, I have a 100 days budget to make this work. So in 100 days, I need to figure out how to create the brand, monetize it, and I started living my life five years ago 100 days at a time. Love it. So that's when I, it worked, because in 100 days, so I was alive. End, so if today, let's say if today was day 100, uh, do you sit down tonight and say, all right, let me plan out the next 100? I only have a, I have a vision for I want to be in a decade, but I have a plan only 100 days. Only 100 days. Only 100 days. And then 100 days, I have, I have things that I need to accomplish, and then I adapt, adjust, and execute accordingly. Because, you know, I'm not the same guy I was a year ago. So if I plan a year ahead, yeah. it changes. It's too much. I just told my team we're, we're going to execute uh, a new, brand new product, brand new business. And um, or let's lay it out for next year. Let's work on a deck. And I said, you know what? The first uh, uh, customer is coming in February 1st. And, you know, we got six weeks. That's and, it. And, do it. and if we don't do that, we'll talk about it forever. And we'll, we'll uh, outsmart ourselves, and we'll go in circles, and we'll talk ourselves out of things. And no, February 1st, we're launching. Because the moment you put that in there, you put the date in there, you're going right. to figure shit out. You're going to figure it out. You may make, make mistakes, but at the end of the day, if, you are, if you're a hunter, if you, if you pr- prime yourself and you prepare yourself, you're going to make shit happen. Everybody wants to eat. Not everybody wants to hunt. I love that line. <laughs> Every, everyone wants to be successful. Nobody wants to pay the price. Nobody wants to do the work. Nobody wants to pay the price. 100 days at a time. All right, the third thing we talked about was this idea of integration. 
Rather than balance, you said? Rather than what? Most of the people that I, that I work with, they're looking for balance. They're stressed entrepreneurs that are running million-dollar companies. They come to me, they think I'm going to give them balance. Yeah. I said, I don't believe in balance. Balance is a myth. You want to fucking balance, go to the, go to the circus. You know, you, like, yeah. like balance is like to, to be able to say, oh, I'm going to have a balanced life. I'm going to go to my business. I'm going uh, to be with my wife. No, it's integration. Everything has to be connected. If you do a, put 100% of your energy in your business at the moment that you're in your business, when you're with your wife and kids, put 100% of your energy with your wife and kids. If you are working out, put 100% of your energy in working out. There's no such thing as 25, 25, 25. Right. 100% integration in everything you do. Yeah, yeah. No, I do. So my workout this morning, I had my kids there, and we all had Perfect. to do 100%, yeah. right? When I'm that's running it. the business, the kids got to be there, and the family's got to be there. That's, well, yeah. that, that's what has to happen. There's integration. Like, there's no balance is, is why we're trying to figure it out how to have it, everything, how to do it. My wife told me one time, Raul, I know you could do anything, but you can't do everything. So right now your goal is to take out the garbage. hundred <laughs> percent. So I'm like, okay, honey, we'll take out the garbage right now. I think our wives will get along. Because they don't buy in our bullshit. They don't buy our bullshit. Like, I know who you are. Go take out the garbage and that's it. Let's take, uh, take a break. Why don't we do, we'll knock out 300 burpees and then we'll come back. That's it. Let's do it. Spartan X Leadership is a one-day event where masters of industry collaborate, connect, and learn resiliency skills for optimal team performance. Throwing spears, climbing walls, and bringing the Spartan mindset to the fast-paced world of business. Learn more at SpartanXLeadership.com. That was hard. (laughs) That was hard. You're tougher than I thought. You were knocking out those burpees like nothing. That, that, that's what happens when you live on the edge. That's what I was you live when you live on, on the, the edge. edge. <laughs> I like it. So, so um, let's talk about this thing. What, what next level? What do you, what do you call it? The next level experience. So when I when I started the next level experience, yep. originally was supposed to be a mastermind to raise money and and, and double down on real estate because my background is in real estate. So I was creating a hedge fund. I was creating a fund. So I said, let me just bring some guys and. We were into personal development. We were into Tony Robbins. We were into all this, all these guys that are out there, and we wanted just to have a community of like-minded men and uh, just continue to invest. But what happened is that everybody wanted to talk about real shit. Everybody wanted to talk about what's really going on, and so I started realizing that the next level. They didn't, in other words, you were pulling people together, and you were like, "Hey, we're gonna go. We're gonna go buy this apartment complex. We're gonna, gonna have a like, mastermind, wow. and then we're gonna figure out how to create a bigger business." Right. But, but, they, but they had issues. But we realized we all had issues. <laughs> Not just them, we all had issues. It started with me. I started really sharing my struggle, my depression, my experience, and how I got out of my depression, how, how I got how out old, of my, how old my were experience. How you when you went into the trough? I was, um, I was 35 years old, and I was already hitting that depression on the midlife crisis. So what does that feel like? You wake up in the morning and what? You wake up in the morning and you don't even want to go to the office. You wake up in the morning and you don't even want to, to play anymore. And you can't even pinpoint why it is because things are working. You're making money. You're, you have a, a good family. And it's just kind of like a switch that goes off saying, this is, this is not who you are. And yet, you think it was partially because you were drinking? You weren't uh, working well, out? Well, it like- started... I started drinking because I started feeling that way. So what happens, I started getting some pains, physical pains. Right. So I started having physical pains in my body and, I, and it was stress. 
And doctors said it was fine, that there was nothing wrong with me, that it was all in my head. So I just did the logical thing to do, which is start drinking, right? So if, I, if it's me, so I need to just drink this away. And, and every night I used to drink tequila and to kill that pain. And sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't work. And a lot of people do that. And you were running into the people like everybody. That exactly. Does it. So my first event, my first mastermind, I did my, my best impression of Tony Robbins, right? And everybody fucking loved this. Hey, you did Latin Tony. But then I felt like, that's not what I want to be. Like, that's what I don't want to do motivation. I don't want to talk about, like, there's a lot, already a Tony out there. I don't want to be the Tony. I want to talk about my, my real shit. So I started sharing them with them my experience. And I don't even know. I wish I would have had a video guy there. I didn't have a video guy. It was, it was in Vegas. I was at the Wynn Hotel two weeks before Christmas. I mean, who does that, man? Who puts an event two weeks before Christmas and calls a bunch of people and they actually show up, right? Yeah. So I started sharing with them my, my deepest uh, uh, emotions that I was going through, and everyone related. They were like, that's what I'm going through. I'm hiding. I'm pretending. I'm positioning myself thinking that everything is okay, when the reality is that I feel like, like old, the shit is burning up to the ground. So I realized that I had to find what was the code that I had to discover to find my edge. How can I find my edge? And that's when I started realizing. You had an edge previously, so you just had to get it back. I just had to get it back. That's the way it works because the next level experience helps those men who lost the edge or who lost that certainty, but now we get it back intentional because we, we, we know how to do it unintentional. Right. Now it's time for us to find that code so we could do it intentionally. We used to do it. You said earlier we talked about like hunting and, and, and going across country 200 years ago, right, and horse and carriage, and um, we had no choice. But now we have choices, yeah. so and those choices lead to the couch and tequila. So, so what happens is association. Like the one thing that, I've, that I teach is you are becoming who you're around with. And unfortunately, the bigger we are, the more successful we become, we become isolated. So we surround ourselves with a bunch of people that says, yes, we, 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 we have nobody that's how holding I, us. How do I get some of those people? Well, you have, I need some yeses. Everybody <laughs> says no to me. I don't know. Well, well you, you gotta have wrong people got, that will that will push you because otherwise, I got the wrong people. If, if you have if you have people that say yes to you, well, you have some good people. If you have people that say yes to you, then right. you you they're gonna lead you to the to the wrong path. But you have somebody that says, "Listen, Joe, that's not the way that that we need to do it. You need yeah. to have people that will push you. Yeah. That's number one thing. Association. Second, it's accountability. If you, you don't have accountability, you yeah. uh, like you gotta be around people that will hold you accountable." Not just to do the shit that you said you're going to do, to be hold accountable to a higher standard. Right. And that's the hardest thing as an entrepreneur to find people who are holding us up to a higher standard. Not to make you look good, it's to say, hey, it doesn't matter how you look, this is your standard. This is what you have to stand by. I like that. I like that. And so, and so Vegas goes off without a hitch two weeks before Christmas. And then what? And then I said, okay, so the next event that I put together... I realized that I didn't want to be the speaker. I didn't want to share my experience anymore. So I hired a bunch of speakers. So I had like, a, like 15 speakers in two days. And, and I realized that that's another part of me hiding. Like that I'm, I'm hiding who I am. I'm hiding not sharing my story. So then that goes through. Then I said, I'm going to do it in New York. So I did another one, event in New York. And that was all me. It was all three days of me in the stage. Yeah. Brother, I don't know. Right. I, I know that right. you, you, you do this, but... No, I couldn't do that. But at the end of the day... Is freeing to be able to share your story and have people like reflect on, on, on that and have people being impacted. And that's when I knew, like the moment that, that that happened, that's when I knew that I needed to fulfill my purpose, that real estate was something I was good at. This is something that I was born to do. And that's when I created the Next Level Experience, the Edge program. We've done over 50 plus events, high level men entrepreneurs, and we create a custom experience. 
because that's where it is. Motivation. No, you know, people find motivation in YouTube. I mean, you probably get motivated right now just listening to you. you you're a motivational guy. You just get, get inspired. Yeah. Yeah. But now, can you have pain and find motivation through that pain? That's the reason that's part and it's so, it's so popular. Because when, when you are there in that pain, that's when you know you code. When you're in that pain, that's when you know what you're made of. Yeah. Without oh, I, pain, I, I agree. You can't find out who you are. I'm in. I'm bringing the kettlebell. When, 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 which one am I going to? So, so Joe, you come into the next level of leadership, right? So the leadership is when we have all the graduates from the event and plus guests, and we actually are promoting people to come in to our community, yeah. and that's when you're gonna be able to see every single guy that goes in there. It, the energy that they bring in is worth a hundred guys. So I'm excited to see how you're gonna bring I this out. See if I can hang. Because but these I want guys pain. are like hit me with poison darts, baseball bats, whatever you got. Oh, I, this is worse than that, brother. This is worse than that because I bring the emotional pain. I hit them right here. Right. I hit them where like the emotional pain that they come through. Like we don't we like I I, I call it. It's easy for you to feel the the pain in your body or pain in your in your physical pain. But when I start hitting the buttons of the emotional pain, yeah, that's, that's like when you see a big guys yeah. melt. Yeah. And that's, that's my specialty. All right. So just to recap, recap quick. Um, early morning routine? Early morning. Daily ritual. First thing in the morning. Whatever you do the first thing in the morning is going to direct your entire day. All right. 100-day program? 100 days at a time. Take your life and, and forget, forget about what you're going to do 10 years from now. If you could conquer 100 days from now, you're already winning. Don't look so far out. Uh, Short-range target. Third one was integration. Inter There's no balance. There's no balance in life. You want balance during the circus. It's always about integration. 100% of what you do every single time, put focus on that. Your business, 100%. Your family, 100%. Your health, 100%. Connection with a higher power or God, 100%. It's all about integration. Act like a hunter. Go fucking hunt. Go hunt. I love it. Awesome. Guys, Thank awesome. You. I'll be at that event, and I expect to cry. That's right. You will. <laughs> How was that? Raul definitely puts the edge back into your life. You know, I love this idea around burning your possessions or even your most loved ones in your mind to kind of reset your mind, right? Change your frame of reference. Uh, the great samurai used to do this. This is not something new. It's not something Raul invented. And what it does, it makes you appreciate everything around you. God forbid, God forbid, I lost those things. I lost those people in my life. How would I feel? Maybe you'll give them an extra hug today. Maybe you'll talk to them a little more. Make that phone call, right? So, so as crazy as it sounds, it's not, it's not a bad idea. The guy's got some really good systems. I wish you had met him in person. If, you're, um, if you want to, by the way, he's going to be at Spartanx Leadership City Fields coming up in April. You'll see the notes uh, below. Find out more about our leadership series at SpartanXLeadership.com. Make sure you follow us. Make sure you share this with your friends. And I want to hear, I want to hear from you. I want to hear how you are putting the edge back in your life. So comment when you can.